In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. From what I have a passion for is getting guys out of the bleachers and I come across dudes that don't even go to the game let alone go in the bleachers and get out on the field. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we we salute salute you. you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Jim Ramos, and I am your host for today's show. Guys, I'm really excited about today's show. It's a little bit different. This is a hybrid show. For the next several weeks, we're doing a series with some of our national team captains. These are guys that run virtual teams. And what we'll do is we're going to have a 15 to 20 minute interview about a blog that they have written that you will have read this summer. So we're going to send out these blogs. You're going to get them through your email on our equipping blast. And we're going to interview the authors. And so really excited about that. This guy here. My biggest complaint about this guy that we're going to interview is that he lives in Colorado. I know that if he lived close by, he and I would be great, great friends. This personality is one of the personalities that really syncs well with me. He's a high achiever, but he's humble, and I'm a low achiever who likes to talk about it. So uh, we would be a match made in heaven. So, hey, guys, again, before I bring Fred on and read his bio, I want to thank you guys again for making us Spotify's number one podcast for Christian men. So today I want to introduce to you Fred Workman. He is a medical doctor specializing in hospital medicine. Here's what that means, guys. It means he's a doctor who specializes in providing hospital care to patients. So he actually travels around the country and stays at hospitals for a given period of time to help the people there and cover for the doc who, who is on leave or on vacation or whatever. So it's got a pretty, pretty cool job. He's also one of our volunteer men in the arena, national team captains. Fred is married to his beautiful warrior bride, and I've met her before, guys. She is a warrior. For 32 years and has three grown children, Fred's a self-proclaimed, quote, men's group junkie with a passion to encourage and mentor men to fight for their spiritual mission. So it's a pleasure to work with Fred, have him on our team. Fred, it's great to have you here this morning, man. How are you doing? Hey, thank you, Jim. I'm doing awesome, and it's such an honor to be on your show. Well, it's just an honor to serve side-by-side with you and to know that we have such amazing guys that are so passionate about men and, well, I shouldn't say passionate about men, passionate about equipping men <laughs> and pushing our cause forward. And so, hey, why, hey, take a minute and just give our guys a little 30,000 foot view of your life, things you enjoy, whatever you feel is pertinent to today's show. Well, you'll notice from my blog that there's a, a lot of in it about 
facing your fears and things you're not uh, adapted doing. And I know you had Morgan Snyder on not long ago talking about being a generalist. And I grew up in the city. Uh, I didn't hunt. I didn't use firearms. I just kind of played ball sports and that was about it. So what I'm kind of enjoy doing is just reinventing myself. Now I live in Colorado and I have those opportunities. Yeah, I've been to your hunting lodge. That thing is so epic. It is epic. It is in the middle of nowhere. And and you wrote in your blog about needing to get help, you know, get, going to guys who have more experience and looking for sage advice. In fact, you wrote this in your blog, and I'm going to quote you on the blog. You said, first, I had humbly sought the sage for wisdom and had taken my question, do I have what it takes to another man. So why did you choose to write, of all the topics you could have chosen, you chose to write on seeking advice from a wiser, older sage. Why that topic? Why is that topic important to you? Well, first of all, it was very fresh in my mind. That whole weekend happened like the day before, uh, you know, you asked for some uh, podcast or some uh, blog information. But it's kind of a recurring theme with me in that I want to get skills. I want to be a generalist. I want to be able to relate to other guys. And a long time ago, uh, a fella wanted to get to know my wife and I, and he was in our Bible study. And we play a game called Euchre that's big in the Midwest. And one time he confided, he goes, I hate playing Euchre. And I said, well, why do you play? He goes, well, I figured out that if I want to get to know the Workman family, I need to play Euchre. So <laughs> that's kind of what I'm doing with a lot of other things, it, like hunting. You know, you go out and you hunt with uh, five or six other guys. You set up camp. That's just kind of doing life with them. And it's like mm -hmm. active common ground. So, you know, whether it's working on a car or whatever, and to seek that sage, you know, you find a guy who's has those skills and you just uh, have to humbly approach them. And, you know, 99% of the time, the guy is more than happy and even elated to uh, bring you in, invite you into his life, show you his craft, his skill, because that's what he's dedicated a lot of his time and life to. So it's uh, a win-win for both people. You know, I just did that this weekend, Fred. Actually, I took your advice, and uh, we just moved, bought us a little vacation place in eastern Oregon. And uh, the guy across the street's a Christian guy. He's dying of CLPD. He's literally uh, outlived his prognosis by two months. He's 85 years old, and he said, hey, I'd love to show you all my spots before I die. So we got in the car, and we drove for three hours all around the area, and he just showed me. This guy had 85 years of knowledge. We got done, and he said, this has been so life-giving for me. Come back anytime. I want to do this every time you're here. But for me, I'm going, man, I got this older dude sitting in my car, giving me the whole history of a place I have nothing, I know nothing about. So it was humbling to ask for the help. But in doing that, I gave him life as well. So it's really a positive thing. Why do you think, you know, one of the things that we've built a lot of our ministry on, Fred, has been social media. We've been growing our tribe of guys on social media. And as important as that has been to our ministry, I think social media falls short of blood and guts, face-to-face, -face, coffee shop with a guy talking about life. How, how, how important is this face-to-face -face stuff in the context of the social media world, this YouTube world we live in? 
Right, it's so easy to kind of silo yourself and, and hunker down in the basement and be a gamer. I mean, that's a pretty safe place anonymously. And one mm. thing that resonates with your ministry from what I have a passion for is getting guys out of the bleachers. And I come across dudes that don't even go to the game, let alone go in the bleachers and get out on yeah. the field. So what I like to do is just encourage guys to explore the world around them you know, my wife has a lot of friends and she's always coming back with stories of, you know, these wives are trying to get their husbands out. You know, if I host some event, card game or have people play cornhole or whatever, uh, you know, guys just have some type of apprehension. Their fig leaf isn't big enough to, to their, their fearing exposure or whatever. And, yeah, you know, awesome. they just don't, they don't, they don't want to come out and, uh, just be shoulder to shoulder with other guys. There's some kind of competition or whatever that's a fear that drives them. And that's kind of what I talked about in the blog was, you know, I led off with, I don't want to go. And that's kind of what I uh, kind of felt at times going to different places, doing events with guys is I don't want to be uh, the weak link. I don't want to show any type of weakness I want to be perceived as a strong man, but uh, sometimes you have to humble yourself and, you know, just, you know, get on the horse and ride, I guess. I, I think humility is a big factor in that. And I, the, I think also for me, I follow several different people on social media, but one of the things that I lack in their knowledge, so a lot of, there's a lot of knowledge out there, but the thing I lack is instant access. And there's something about the the nonverbal cues that you gain of being face to face, side by side with a guy who's given you access into his life. How, how, what have you seen with access? So you know, one thing leads to another. In the blog, I talk about the guy across the ravine here that uh, has killed many elk with his bow. And if I want to learn to shoot a bow, I go over there and talk to him. It's kind of hard to get that, you know, he's sitting there watching me shoot, giving me tips, and he can demonstrate. And then we go up on his deck and have a cup of coffee and talk about his life. And, you know, the guy's had a great life. He's been in ministry. So I get access to that. And the, the key that opens that door is just my interest in archery and learning what he has to share. Once you get past that kind of humbling experience, then guys will just talk and it's just such a uh, a blessing and an honor to have another man share his story with you. Well, you know it's interesting too, Fred. Is in your blog you talk about you quote John Eldridge, and a question every man asks, which is, "Do I have what it takes?" And what we don't realize is, as we get older, we ask that same question a little differently. That question becomes, "Do I have what it takes for a younger guy to want my help?" Because as an older guy gets older, you know, one of the most horrible things that happens in his life is when he's no longer seen as dangerous or useful. And so to have that young guy come to him, a young, you're 57 years old, man, so you're not like some spring chicken here. But I mean, when you go to a 75-year-old guy, that's a, you're a young guy. I mean, my 85-year-old friend Elton Martin, when I was driving around with him, he goes, it's just so great to be around with a young guy like you. I'm like, man, are you kidding me, buddy? <laughs> but I think there's something there. You honor that older guy, and then he can pour 
can you the the knowledge and the decades of wisdom so indy but you know you made you've made a couple comments throughout this little podcast about uh being uncomfortable or wanting to to you know to, to challenge yourself you talk about in your blog stretching the cattle fence now that's a physical uh actual story but how important is it for guys to get out of their comfort zone and stretch their fences? Oh, it's, it's imperative. If you want to grow any aspect of your life and unfortunately some guys don't, you know, on their spiritual yeah. journey, you know, they get their fire insurance. They, yeah, I, I trust Jesus and whatever. Maybe they go to church and, and uh, you've talked about that many times on your podcast and guys are just kind of stuck. You know, there's a fear, there's a, you know, a hesitation to want to improve themselves, not only spiritually, uh, but socially, you know, Jesus grew in favor and stature and wisdom, but, you know, some guys just want to kind of hunker down and play it safe, just hang out at home, watch the TV and repeat the same cycle every day. And that's kind of what Eldridge brings out with wild at heart is, you know, looking for adventure, uh, a battle to fight, uh, beauty to rescue. And, you know, taking your question just kind of means, do I have what it takes? And a lot of guys don't take their question to anybody. And if they do, they take it to the, the woman. But, mm. you know, when you throw yourself out there and ask a sage to come by you and, you know, in the blog, you know, I'm, you know, chucking arrows down range and the guy's like dead elk, dead elk. And so, He's like, hey, you got what it takes. You're going to, I mean, he literally said that, you know, you're, you're going to use your bow this season. You're going to get something. So that's the validation that everybody looks for. Every man wants to hear. But if you don't put yourself out there and, and get the coaching, get the mentoring, then you're just going to keep asking yourself that same question with no answer. That's so good. Fear. You said fear and hesitation will hinder us from getting the validation we need. You know, Fred, I I, I just realized this. Tonight at 5 o'clock, I've got a guy who I'm meeting with. He's a 26-year-old dude. I actually coached him in football. He's not a Christian. He calls me his religious guy he respects. He's he's trying to figure out life in his his relationship with his baby mama. And we're going to meet today. And so I think a lot of times guys listen to this podcast and go, oh, spiritually, spiritually, forget spiritually right now. Every aspect of your life, every aspect of your life, you need a mentor, an advice, a guy who can be your sage. This young man has not been to church maybe his whole life, but he's seeking the advice of a man he respects, and he doesn't care what I believe. You know, He's going to hear about what I believe, and he knows it, but <laughs> there's something there, right, Fred? There's a challenge that is put forth by a sage to a younger man who lacks the experience does that and i'm sure you do that with people in your life as well as the the older sage right it's the season to talk about this because at the end of the month top gun 2 comes out right oh and baby if you <laughs> so if you remember you know what 36 years ago when top gun uh, came out uh, there's that one scene uh, you can look at it on youtube it's engage you know, he goes up to, to, you know, Ice is in a dogfight with five MIGs, and he goes up there, uh, Maverick's on his way, and he's supersonic, and, 
then all of a sudden he gets into jet wash and he goes into a spin and he recovers. And if you remember, Merlin from the back seat keeps saying, you know, get back in the fight, engage. Uh, you know, so I ask questions like, uh, you know, what's your backwash to guys uh, or your jet wash? What What is mm. it that's, uh, you know, keeping you from engaging and, and putting you in a tailspin? And, you know, who's mm. Merlin in your life? Who's the guy that keeps saying, you know, you can't, you know, ice can't make it alone. If you just listen to the audio, yeah, some of it's kind of a, got some harsh language, but it, it speaks volumes to guys that are just kind of floundering around and not willing to take a risk and uh, just, again, sitting on the sidelines and not wanting to get out there. Well, that's cool, man. I really appreciate your insight on that, and and uh, I'm excited about Top Gun too. I know pretty much every line of that. You know, you look at the old movie now; and it's like it came out in '85 or something. You're like, how corny. I mean, I mean the volleyball scene. I'm like, I bet women today are probably going to boycott it anyway. Uh, just a great movie. Look, can't wait for that to come out. But you know, you know, you have stepped up along with a uh, police officer from Parker, Colorado, named Joe Bradley. You guys are co-leading a mountain time virtual small group where these guys can sit at your feet so we got two amazing christian men who have been christians probably for a combined 70 years of their lives who are wanting to offer their sage wisdom and knowledge and their knowledge of the word of god to the two other guys so can you tell us about when this group meets and and uh, how guys can sign up so yeah jim actually we had our first meeting last night and it went really well we had uh, Joe and I, and then three young bucks on their ages, anywhere 20 to 38. That's and awesome. Yeah. So we, uh, the time flew by. We're very strict. We keep it in an hour. We learned that from you. And when you have some of your, uh, your agenda and Joe's been great published an agenda, send it out. Here's what we're going to cover. And we respect everyone's time and we shut it off right at 60 minutes. So awesome. we're looking for some more guys to come in, uh, bring other things. Yeah, Joe and I have some years of wisdom, and the the resonating theme from us was, hey, we want to flatten your learning curve. If you guys want to listen, uh, we want to offer our wisdom. And and I mentioned that uh, you know I've got a museum full of mistakes, and I'd like to uh, <laughs> you know offer that up to guys, and so hopefully they uh, choose uh, not to follow some of the paths I have in the past, and. Uh, avoid the pitfalls and snares that the enemy puts out for you. And we would just uh, love to have more guys join. And uh, yeah, we we're both from Colorado. Uh, we got a guy from Idaho and a bunch of Coloradans, but we are mountain standard time and it starts at uh, 7 30 PM. Well, you know, it's funny. I love that line. I've never heard it before. I have a museum full of mistakes. When we think of the old sage, we think of the guy with all this wisdom and all this knowledge, but a lot of his knowledge has come from personal failures. And so uh, I'm excited. I, you guys, I'm sure you have your share of personal failures, but generally speaking, you guys have done very, very well. And this is a great group. Guys, this is being recorded in the first week of May. You won't hear this episode until mid-June. So is your group uh, on during the summer? Or are you going to shut it down till the fall? Uh, we're going to keep going, I think, Jim. Uh, we got through some of the first episode of a book one last night we got more to cover so we're going to kind of take our time so by the time guys hear this i don't know where we're going to be but we still welcome you to come in the group's open uh, there's five books 
I don't know, we'll probably be about a third to a halfway through the first book. But yeah, we're welcome. Uh, anyone's welcome to come and join us. Gosh, that's great, man. And that book is in our Strong Men Study Guide series. And the book is The Trailhead Protecting Integrity. So how do guys sign up? I'm sure guys are going to hear this and want to be a part of this. So guys, read read Fred's blog when it comes out. You're going to love the blog. It's a great blog. How can guys sign up for your group online? Well, you go to the website and uh, you know join our team and then you know pick Joe and Fred and <laughs> you know hang out with some Coloradans virtually and we'll uh, coach you up the best we can, share our stories, but and we also learn from you guys. I mean, it was fun getting the young guy perspective and that challenges us as well. And we had some good discussions over topics and. You know, it's just not us lecturing at all. It's very interactive. It's welcoming. And, you know, not everybody has a live group that they can go to, even though, you know, rubbing shoulders with a bunch of guys is great. Uh, I was just at my church's uh, men's group this morning at 0630, and it's been going on for years, and it's a priority in our church's, uh, you know, mission statement to have men's ministry, but not every church is like that. So, you know, at least you can do the virtual one. We've also found that it helps connect guys across the country. So if you've got a, a brother or a friend that's in, you know, a different state, connect with them over uh, our men's group, and that'd be great. Well, you know, the other thing that's really cool that got, I have had guys say, well, I like eye-to-eye, face-to-face. Well, listen, here's my response to that. Sometimes it's not possible, but I will say this. I've had virtual teams and live teams. I've done small groups for 35 years, and the, the virtual group – when you combine that with the Telegram thread where the guys are interacting 24-7, we have found that the relationships built on these virtual teams are just as strong as face-to-face. It's just unbelievable how how strong these relationships run because these guys never stop communicating. The, the small group becomes icing on the cake of a week's worth of of prayer requests and questions and communicating. So it's really cool, man. So, well, Fred, thanks so much for uh, your heart and uh, all that you bring to the table, man. I sure appreciate you, brother. Well, thank you, Jim and Dale. And uh, hopefully meet up with you guys sometime in person soon. But uh, virtual is great. Yep, we want to get over there to Colorado and get on our Rocky Mountain high. Anyway, sorry about that song. Anyway, hey, man, make sure you head on over to meninthearena.org. Grab your free copy of my book, Tell Them What Great Fathers Tell Their Sons and Daughters. And also, make sure you click the Join Our Program button. Sign up for Joe Bradley and Fred Workman's team if you're Mountain Standard Time. Otherwise, we have many, many other options out there for you. Until next time, feel the wet sound on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And be a man you've been listening to the men in the arena podcast if you hunger to be your best version then join thousands of men from around the world in our men in the arena forum on facebook this is the best place to have open discussions around the topic of biblical manhood make sure to explore our website at meninthearena.org sign up for the weekly equipping blast and take advantage of our many free resources designed to help you become your best version of a man thank you for listening to this episode of the men in the arena podcast remember When a man gets it, everyone wins. 
What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.